Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from Lighthouse Hockey and the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this very late night, moments after Islanders' 4-2 win over the Montreal Canadiens, is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, this is our second emergency podcast of the week, but <laughs> it was warranted uh, given the circumstances. The Islanders have, in fact, clinched the playoff, couldn't stay spot in the playoffs. They can actually finish as high as seventh, depending on uh, Thursday night's game uh, against the Panthers and uh, Hurricanes. But for now, we can... Re, uh, relax and breathe easy that the Islanders have finally clinched a playoff spot that for many, many times this season did not look like was going to happen. <laughs> Tomorrow will be the first and most relaxing night mm. of the season. Yeah. Uh, and that's because what the New York Islanders just put you, me, <laughs> everybody listening to the show through for the past six months, 82 games, was absolutely psychotic. Yes. It was psychotic, and it became even more stressful because we, you know, we, we don't go through it alone because there are other Islander fans, of course, but I don't care how deep your relationship is with your your spouse, your partner, your boyfriend, girlfriend, uncle, aunt, grandpa, grandma, whoever it is. I don't care how deep the relationships go. If they are in an Islander fan, they have no idea what you just went through since October. Yeah. And honestly, 
you can go back further than that. <laughs> if you want to go back to the day that Trotz was fired, if you want to go back to the beginning of last season, whatever you want to go through, go back to. Um, nobody, nobody will kind of understand because it is, of course, nonsensical sports rooting for this team. It it doesn't make any sense. Why would you put yourself through this if the swings are this high and and low? I mean, the the highs this season were great, and the the lows were desperately low. So it, you're kind of part in the pun on an island with this team and the emotions that they're going to put you through. And you just hope that when a regular season ends, you're on this side of the emotional mountain. Um, and I can't believe we are. And as, as I've, I've, I've mentioned plenty of times on this podcast, uh, what I've learned to do with this team, and I think I can thank Barry Trotz for this way of thinking and being as aware as I can and as present as I can, is uh, when I'm feeling down about the Islanders, or I'm feeling down because of the Islanders more accurately, mm. um, I, I try to rep, re- realize where I'm at in in this pendulum swing and i tell myself if i'm this low right now because of this team if they do something great the next you know next day or whatever right the pendulum better be equally as high <laughs> otherwise it's not worth it um so when the islanders lost to washington on monday night that was and i, I wasn't the only one to say this i think one of the lowest the worst I felt after a, a loss in a regular season, maybe in my entire life. Yeah. We, we I mean, we were mad. Like we were mad, mad sad, yeah. you name it. Just none of it good. <laughs> none of it good. And I said to myself, I, I, you know, I tried to center myself for a second and say, this is, this is how you feel because of the Islanders. Now, if by some miracle, when you walk out of UBS arena on Wednesday and the Islanders have clinched a playoff spot, you better be equally as happy. And I am. I mean, this is just... Yeah. I can't believe that <laughs> the zigs and zags of the season have ended up in this spot. Yeah. I, I'm looking at uh, Hockey Reference now, and I'm looking at the Islanders' schedule and results, and, you know, there's there's a bunch of wins and then a bunch of losses. They won five in a row at one point early in the season, and, you know, it all kind of balances things out. More wins and losses really... Then you get to January and you look at it. And I mean, we, we talked about this throughout that month and I'm sure we will again. They went four and 11 in January, four and 11. And, and, you know, if you look at the scores, four, uh, four, two, four, one, two, one, three, one, a lot of ones in there. This team was all but dead and buried. Like they, they just could not get out of their own way. Like, and it was, it, it was, infuriating and like there had been a bunch of you know dips and dives before that but that month really just sent you over the edge that that's where it went from being like man this season has really been a little bit of a roller coaster to being absolutely psychotic as you said yeah and then they pulled out of it and lo and behold Bo, Bo Horvat shows up at the end of January and all of a sudden things start to change and and they again they get back on track winning more than losing but then you know that game against the Caps happens and you're like 
I mean, this is it. They, they just, they're not going to recover. They don't have enough time to recover. And they kept, you know, I went off on a whole thing about how like, play the game you have now, win this game now. Don't wait until the next game because there might not be one. And they needed to do that tonight against the Montreal Canadiens, the 31st or whatever plays team in the league. We'll talk about the 32nd place team in a little bit, but um, they had to come out and win a game. And to their credit, they did that. Was it a perfect game? No. Did was was all of the hallmarks of that terrible team that we've seen in, at different parts of this season at play in this game? Yes, they were. were did they have bad power plays, buddy? You better believe they had bad power. Plays. Some <laughs> one of the worst power plays we've ever seen. It was awful. Did they look like at times that they were going to throw away a perfectly winnable game against a completely terrible opponent that you know was just literally playing out the string? They have another game to play on Thursday, but that's it for them. Yes, it did. Um, but as they have enough times this season, they came through with a win and, and not just, they needed one point, but they got, they got both, which was great. That was my fear was like, Oh, we need one. Okay. Well, let's just get that one, (laughs) which would have been the perfect kind of thing for this, this team's this season's Islanders. But instead they got the win and again, can finish as high as seventh place and, and, you know, get a, a first round series against the Carolina hurricanes. But like you were in the building. So, I mean, I was watching at home in my usual position, my you know, in front of my computer, my laptop, hands underneath my legs, clutching myself, holding on for dear life. But like, what was it like in the building? Because they talked talking about like nervous energy and people kind of you know getting uh, getting kind of quiet. But it seemed to be pretty loud all the way through. And then when Anders Lee tipped that uh, Sebastian Ajo shot, uh, that's when the party really started, and that's when people started coming alive. But like, what, what was the feeling like inside UBS Arena tonight? Yeah, uh, I would say that nervous is the right word, um, especially the first, you know, the, through through the national anthems, yeah. uh, first few minutes, and the Islanders are playing all right. They get the goal, and I got emotional actually when when Nelson scored yeah. that goal. Yeah. Um, what a season for him! Boy, exactly, just... and and like that's what it, well, it was. It was one of those things where you weren't. I always make fun of my wife because she cries during Top Chef, like at least once an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I just, and she, and she just, she'll like say, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I didn't expect to be crying, but mm. she ends up crying. Mm. And um, I felt like that with, with Brock, like it came out, it overcame me pretty quickly. Like I'm getting a little mm. uh, verklempt here, but uh because he just it, he scored a, a goal that was so important for the Islanders and for me and you and, and everyone in that building and watching on TV. Um, he scored that such an important goal, and mm. it looked so effortless. Yeah, it was just a Brock Nelson wrist shot that we have been able to just rely on for a half decade now. Mm. Uh, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, I I mean, I fucking love this guy. Yeah, like he. We've made it a point, I think, this season on this podcast to 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 really lay flowers at the feet of Brock Nelson as as every opportunity we can, and mm. I think we still have a lot of work to do to make up for for it because he he's so important in our lives, and um, the fact that it was him and it was just so effortless and it was just that wrist shot and it was clean, and it settled the whole night down for a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, it it did it it like changed the tenor of the building from mm. okay we're not we're not out of the woods yet mm. but boy are we not 
but we can kind of see through the trees a little bit and mm. we can see uh you know the light at the end there um and then the 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 game tying goal from the canadians uh because there were a couple of really hairy moments especially from uh rookie defenseman samuel Bolduc, who yeah <laughs> uh good lord him and him and noah dobson yeah it was an we, adventure we were talking about a lot of, a lot over these past few weeks of mm. sometimes the islanders defensemen play for the other team and mm. uh, samuel Bolduc is from quebec mm. from laval mm. um I think he kind of got his his wires crossed tonight, um, but they were they were like tempting fate after that goal. It was almost like the like you thought the Islanders thought if we score a goal, we get in, not get right. a point, get in, get a goal, right? Because uh, that's how they started to play. They started to play. My friends, <laughs> uh, you know, they, they like they're 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 playing like you know they're like out out on their like like drunk and just right. like stoned or something. And again, it was the same thing we've seen all season. Just like yeah. sloppy, can't clear the puck, just the usual garbage. <laughs> Inexplicable stuff yeah. given the situation. Um, and then that, you know, we, we're going to touch on so many heroes of the Islanders season. Right. Uh, some of whom play for the Chicago Blackhawks, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Man, Hudson Fashing and Zach Parisi, mm. that, that goal, that is what kind of changed the mood more than anything in the building. It was like that when when the Parisi's tip hit the post mm. or the crossbar, yeah. you could feel the building sink. Yeah. And then there's Hudson Fashing, God love him, <laughs> burying the rebound and continuing to write a story that nobody's talking about because you know, <laughs> even if we do root for people and not teams, uh, mm. as, if they play for the Islanders, it, we, we, we're not really sure we care about that one either. But damn, that goal was great. Um, uh, Fashing needed, like, we Islanders fans have seen him all season, and we know how great he's been. I think to get the attention of other people out there, he would have needed to have had it a, a little bit more in the numbers department. What does he have, like? you know, seven goals or something like that. Like it's not, his numbers aren't high, but man, what he brings every night and, and he was great tonight. That whole line with, with Pajot and Parisi was great. And then obviously the line with Nelson, Palmieri and Engvall was great too. And the fourth line was really good too. Give, give them a lot of credit. They, uh, they played really well. They started the game and, and ended the game too. And then uh, Lee got the power play tip, uh, which was great. Uh, you know, especially any power play goal for the Islanders is great. And, you know, giving up a power play goal to the Islanders means that I'm sorry, but the NHL is just going to have to contract in, in the Montreal Canadiens. I'm sorry to say that. I'm sorry to be the one to report that <laughs> because it's a, it's a historic franchise, obviously, but that's just the rules. You give up a power play goal to the Islanders. I'm sorry. You're done. You're done as a franchise. Just fold. Just, why, why even play tomorrow? Just 81 <laughs> games is enough. Like that. Oh, they give a power play to go to the Islanders. That's it. But yeah. So, I mean, what's funny to me is like the second period was very much, indicative of this entire season in that the Islanders outshot the Canadians by quite a bit. Um, they, you know, what it was like, I don't know, 14 to four or something, something along those. I don't even know what the number was, but a lot of them didn't really go anywhere. They were very sloppy in their own end. They couldn't get out of their, out of their end half the time. And again, it was one of those two or three lines that would make it happen. But the, the defense was particularly rattled for whatever reason. And then the highlight of the whole thing wasn't even Nelson's second goal of the game. 
it was Nick Suzuki's one-handed shorthanded goal. <laughs> that was that was remarkable. Like normally I'd be like, wow, that's a hell of a goal. But this time I literally wanted to run out. I was at home. And I mean, you were just off the ice. And I mean, I wanted to strangle those guys. Like I couldn't believe here it comes. And then and then of course the, the Canadians get a power play right after that, and you're like, oh great, here's the tie game. But uh it never materialized. Yeah. They killed the penalty and, and and made it on. So like I guess at that point, what what was that point like? I mean, yeah. yeah. Not like uh, here we go. <laughs> so I, as a as a soccer fan, there's a, a, a lot of times a moment in a game where uh, someone will have the ball and they'll be facing their own goal, whether you know, from somewhere on the on the pitch, mm-hmm. and the whole crowd will scream, you know, man on to let them know someone is behind them if they don't see him. I've never seen it at a hockey game before. <laughs> the entire crowd is screaming at Sam Bolduc that someone <laughs> is right behind him, and I don't know if you you could probably have a better view of it on TV. Yeah. Um, I, I and from my vantage point, I didn't think he knew he saw he. I don't think he knew that Suzuki was behind him. I, I don't know if he thought he like went for a change or whatever. No matter what, the Islanders the the three one goal sends the the building into delirium. Mm. It looks like things are are heading in the right direction, and that goal was a an mm. like an atmosphere snuffer. Yeah, it changed everything from okay, we're uh, you know, we're in a good spot here. The odds are certainly in our favor too. I am so mad at this guy <laughs> and, and I, and irrationally mad at, at a teenager. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and being fully aware of, of, of where Sam Bolduc is in his life and his career and that he, you know, has, has, you know, plenty of NHL games ahead of him and all that. I was so mad at him, yeah. uh, because not even about the mistake, like whatever, but because because of that, because the mistake happened, the next forty five minutes of mm. my life were going to be. I I went into my entire toolkit of you know, slowing down my breathing, going you know <laughs> thinking about when when I do yoga, like mm. what do they say to do? Just like go back to your breath and try your best to like center yourself and all that. None of it was working. I mean, by the time the second, the third period started. My stomach was not was not even in knots anymore. It just was yeah. just shriveled up. I was and, seeing red. Know, I was so mad, oh, and I had to remind myself they're still they're still they're leading winning. this game. Like they're winning. Yeah, it felt like it felt like the the, the Canadians just went up four one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how I felt, and I was you know grabbing onto the, the armrest, and and one of the things that really threw everything to for a loop was like Niles was in my section <laughs> um, with, with like a couple people from the, like the game ops mm. and the, the Canadian score. And while they're, they score, they're celebrating Niles and the, these people are trying to get the wave started in the section next to us. <laughs> I was oh, in man. hell. <laughs> I, I uh, people were yelling at them. Like, what are you doing? Like we're killing a penalty. They just scored. Now we're killing a penalty. The like the Islanders are about to get kicked out of the playoffs. Hmm. Can we not have this happen? Right. And it was it was chaos. <laughs> um, but then the you know the first few minutes of the third period were hell, and hmm. the Islanders were icing the pucks needless, needlessly. Yes. They were another they hallmark were, of the season. Ton of Islanders. ton of whistles, like pucks yeah. going over glass and whatever. And, you know, I looked up and there was like 10 minutes and 45 seconds still left on the clock. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Hmm. I, it felt inevitable that the, the Canadians were going to get one and they were just going to put us through, you know, absolute torture 
for the last you know five or six minutes of the period and then the islanders the good islanders showed up mm. and they started killing clock they got the fuck deep killing you know winning battles in the corner nelson had a, a legendary ship mm. where he kept the puck deep for a while and all of a sudden you start to feel the building kind of like you know rocking like back and forth like it was getting going like one of those rides at a fair like the pirate ship <laughs> ride it was like the beginning of that ride it was like slowly kind of just yeah. going back and forth and and then as it got down to three minutes left or whatever they were like when they got the power play mike hoffman mm. I, my heart stopped for a second yeah. when that happened because i was like zach Parisi just got hurt the set the the game four minutes before he's about to go to the playoffs as an islander i'm going to have <laughs> to be i'm gonna have to be the become maybe the first person to petition for my own restraining order against Mike Hoffman. <laughs> um, but the building starts, you know, feeling it. Then the goal happens, and yeah, the absolute delirium. It, mm. it, but it was more of it was the the, the sound of relief and catharsis, right. more than jubilation, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And it was just it was when you think back on like the whole season, like how, how the season unraveled itself. Uh, and, and so when that goal gets in and, and like, you just think back on it all and you're like, good Lord, like this, how did this team just score this goal? Like how did this team right. just score a goal that clinched them a playoff spot? Mm. Yeah. How did everything just lead to this moment? And I still, I'm having trouble believing that this happened, honestly. Mm. Yeah, the Islanders just clinched the playoffs in the 82nd game of the season. <laughs> the 82nd game, right? Which, as again, as we've said, you know, kind of makes sense. And and I don't, I don't want it to sound like, well, you know, if you didn't think this was going to happen this way, you're a fool. Like, I, I we all kind of knew it was going to happen this way. I think, but that still didn't make this ride easy. Like, it's still this, the ride here still sort of sucked in a lot of places. And uh, I would rather not had been, you know, had they won on Monday, we wouldn't have been in this position, but you know, maybe this team clinching on game 82 uh, while there are still two days left for people to play games uh, in this insane season uh, makes the most sense. But the other reason this is so insane, uh, you know, this team's team, this year's team is obviously absolutely psychotic as we've said a couple of times. And that is, you know, uh, you can you can go through all the stats and the schedule, and, and it'll tell you that because there are guys who had great seasons and guys that have had absolutely abysmal seasons. Oh, right! By the way, I forgot Josh Bailey was in the game tonight, and when that news came out this morning, I was like, "Well, that's it; they're going to lose. Like, there's no way about." It. But now, I guess they can't take him out of the lineup. I don't know, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Friday at practice. Oh, look! There's Matt Barzell, and he's he's skating. Um, but uh, there was another insane aspect of this clinching that we must talk about and we would be remiss if we did not mention it you mentioned them briefly before and that would be the chicago blackhawks and more specifically <laughs> the pittsburgh penguins who went into their game tuesday against the 32nd team in the nhl chicago blackhawks basically needing a win to i don't remember if it was to clinch or at least to you know put the islanders uh, in like they they would have needed to still beat columbus it would have been okay all right, because they were a point behind the Islanders. Yeah, yeah they, so. if, the, if, if they had won that game, the Islanders would have needed one of them or Florida to lose their game on Thursday, no matter what they did. Yeah, uh, right. you know how if, even if they won tonight. Yeah. Uh, so it was an important game 
against again the 32nd team place team in the NHL. And they were, you know, the Blackhawks were starting a literal a bunch of nobodies plus Jonathan Taves and pre- Peter Morazic, who somehow is still in the league, even if you forgot, I forgot too. And somehow the Blackhawks won that game five to two. <laughs> the identical score uh to what the Islanders had lost the night before in Washington. Um, this was a, a, a brilliant game. And this is this game is gonna go down in history, I think. For a lot of reasons, one, the Penguins needed it. They lost in by not a close score. It wasn't like they lost, you know, three two or two one. Like they lost five to two. They gave up two goals in I think thirty something seconds, which is great. Who was in goal? Of course, Tristan Jari, the guy who loves to give up back breaking goals. This is what this guy does all the time. This is what he was put on this earth to do: give up terrible goals at the worst possible times. We of course know this because we've seen this happen in the playoffs two out of the last three seasons. But uh, or at least, you know, two in the last three playoffs uh, times the Islanders have been in the playoffs. But I think a lot of other people are finally coming to the realization that this dude just ain't that good. And sure enough, they lost. He did not look good. Some of these goals were hilariously awful. And the Penguins lost and needed the Islanders. They weren't eliminated by that loss, but they needed the Islanders to lose tonight in order to stay alive. Uh, And they knew that at the end of the game. And the game was, as it was at UBS Arena tonight, fan appreciation. And so here are the Penguins. They've lost this terrible game, but they can't leave. They can't leave PPG Paints Arena because they've all got to come back out. And they've got to give these fans who are also pissed off at these players their jerseys because that's what they do. You know, the Islanders have done that too. And so it created the most hilarious scenes you could possibly imagine of these pissed off Penguins fans and these incredibly mortified players exchanging jerseys and, uh, it's it's awesome. I, I highly recommend seeking it out and watching it, and especially now that the Islanders win has actually eliminated the Penguins. Um, it's just delicious. It's amazing. And as I said on Twitter, the good news for the Penguins is that this year the Islanders have eliminated them four to six games earlier than they normally would have. So you know, uh, it's uh, it works out in a way. You got you always got to take the positives, but just the fact that this, the Islanders have done this at the expense of the Pittsburgh Penguins has been. Phenomenal. And it will feel phenomenal until the Penguins get their inevitable first overall pick in a couple of years and <laughs> start the whole process all over again. But in the meantime, we need to really enjoy this. Like last night, I before the Blackhawks-Penguins game, I was walking Elvis. And I promised myself that I wasn't going to have any expectations from the game. Yeah. I said, you're just going to watch this game. And you're going to promise that you're not going to get mad. <laughs> when they lose and feel like, uh, you know, continue to circle the drain here. And hmm. uh, when, when the, within like the first three minutes of that game, Peter Mrazek made an incredible save on Evgeny Malkin, where Malkin was on a two-on-one. He passed the puck. Uh, it got blocked and went right back to Malkin. So Mrazek was already going to his right, had to quickly shift back to his left and stop Evgeny Malkin. He wasn't trying to stop. Buddy Robinson, who we'll talk about <laughs> in a minute, um, and he did, and mm-hmm. and and it's and when that happened, I I just perked up. I said, okay, mm-hmm. there might be something to this, and the it was torture to watch that game. That yeah. Blackhawks go up one nothing. Penguins are getting power plays as you'd expect. They didn't get a five on three, which mm-hmm. is. Yeah, maybe why Sidney Crosby was so upset. Tyler Johnson at the end. <laughs> Don't they uh, know the uh, the arrangement we have with the league? We deserve at yeah. least two five on threes every year. Operation Sid, right? We have an Operation <laughs> Sid. Um, 
and then so the the the, the Penguins score. Uh, once again, I when the Blackhawks went up one nothing going into the third, I was like, you know how this movie ends. You've seen the mm-hmm. Penguins do this a million times in your life. Just you know, be aware that this is not going to end well, and, and just kind of re- reason your, with yourself that when this game ends, you're not going to be feeling too good. So Malkin scores, wait, just waiting for the Penguins to start running away with it. Uh, and then I go into the other room, try to shift the juju a little bit, and Buddy Robinson scores. <laughs> Buddy Robinson. I was gonna, who who is Buddy Robinson? I don't even. Buddy Robinson is a 31 year old uh, from Belmar, New Jersey. Oh wow! Not the not Belmar, but the one with the W B L L M A. WR, New Jersey. Um, and Buddy Robinson has uh, 53 games of NHL experience. And my God, when that guy scored, yeah, I just let out. You, you, you often do this, and I, and I always get a kick out of it, that sometimes you just laugh when, when things happen in hockey games. Like, <laughs> I think you did it after a Penguins game. It usually yeah. it involves the Penguins. Uh, I just started laughing, and that continued when Tristan Jari continues to do what he does best, which is help the Islanders. Like yeah. that goal he gave up to Andreas Athanasiu was vintage Islander Jari. Um, mm. And I didn't think that I was like, oh, it's three one, but there's still so much time left. And then watching the Penguins not know, there's a great scene in Miracle at the end of the like towards the end of the game with the USSR, uh, Herb Brooks, uh, Kurt Russell says like, Oh, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what to do. Like they've just never been in right. the situation before uh, when they were down late in the third. So that's what it looked like with the Penguins, like Crosby and Mike Sullivan, these guys just, they were out of ideas against the <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> and the game ends. And I'll genuinely say this. I've seen, I've been a part of a lot of upsets, like just betting and, and whatever. And, and, and I've had like some long shot winners in my life that, uh, you know, the odds were obviously much, much higher than what the the, Lightning, I mean, the, the Blackhawks were last night. They were still a very, very big underdog in yeah. hockey games. But I don't know if I've ever been more good surprised by a sporting event result than I was last night. And I just walked around my house smiling, grinning from ear to ear, mm. and promising myself that I wasn't going to think about the fact that the Islanders still had to play a part in this. <laughs> um, and then I started to think about what we talked about a couple times this se- lately, that this season, it, it's been psychotic. Mm. And it's been psychotic because it's roped in an unbelievable cast of characters. Nikita Sashnikov. <laughs> That'll never not be funny. It's Shakira. So Shakira. Oh, yeah. That's right. The Hold Steady. The Hold Steady who saved the season. entire cast of Law & Order. Every Law & Order ever made. <laughs> that weird phase that they had with the YouTube stars where they were just showing up to every game. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, Pierre Engvall. Bo Horvat. <laughs> Sebastian Ajo. Mm. God love him. William Dufour. You throw Peter Mrazek. Mm. Perhaps to, at the top of that list. Like we had our stalwarts, we had Brock and Ilya and Matt Barzell, hmm. and then we have the other guys. And those <laughs> other guys, I did not expect to include Peter Mrazek. And this season, like 
we we talk so often about these kind of cult heroes. I mean, we have an entire podcast dedicated to, <laughs> to not even cult heroes, just Islanders who weird Islanders. You should listen to it. Um, and four or five years from now, when we're doing Islanders anxiety episode number four ninety two, there's a really good chance that we are look back. We're you know getting nostalgic and talking about Peter Mrazek. And uh, this season, had it gone south, we'd look back on and we've talked about how there was a chance that this would be a season we'd look back on and be like, eh, mm. was, it was crazy, but leaves a bad taste in my mouth when I think about it. And now it's the opposite because making the playoffs as an Islander fan is a big deal. Like yeah. it doesn't happen all <laughs> that often for, for folks like you and me mm. uh, when you look at the big picture. So now we look back on the season. We get to look back on the season down the road and and just smile thinking about Peter Mrazek sending Sidney Crosby's playoff streak into the ether. Yeah. Man. <laughs> That's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Like you couldn't I would say you couldn't write you have written it better, but I, mean, I yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I saw it coming too, but I yeah. I I had, I had, you know, emotional support looking for, for looking for emotional support from other Islander fans, and was was talking with a few, and I, and I went to Peter Mrazek's hockey reference before the game, and I like did his game logs, and I was like, oh, you know, he's got like a nine seventeen save percentage, uh, or, or a nine oh seven save percentage in his last thirteen starts for a really bad team, and plus, like if you take away his last start, that bumps up to nine seventeen because he allowed seven goals in his start before the the right. one to the penguins and i was like talking myself into it and then i saw uh the blackhawks tweeted that their their equipment manager was retiring their longtime equipment manager and i was like maybe they're gonna win for this guy <laughs> <laughs> and then i started thinking maybe they're gonna win for tapes he probably wants one more signature win as a blackhawk yeah. mm. uh and like i said i i then went into the game thinking like just forget all that stuff but mm. Yeah, I went to bed thinking about Peter Morazic last night. That's funny. That's funny, and I can't. I, I'm sure that that was the first time that that's ever happened because I don't think I've ever thought about Peter Morazic that that much. Uh, and and it's you know what? It's funny because uh, he actually never played for the Islanders, and he seems like the type of guy who would. So <laughs> maybe there's still time. I don't know. And if and if he does, like if he ends up coming here as like a free agent when he's like 34, 35, people will remember, and they're gonna give him a big standing O for that one time that he beat the Penguins and let the Islanders get into the playoffs. But uh, yeah, it's been an insane week and, and I've just been thinking about it. I, I was thinking about this towards the end of the game. And, and, you know, we talked last time about how like we didn't want the season to end like that, like going out, you know, before the playoffs and losing, you know, that game against the caps and having that be the final chapter. And it just reminded me of like, if it was a movie, Think about any movie that you've seen that you, you know, know the plot pretty well. Like I was thinking of like Rocky, you know, it's got a very set structure. He's a bum. He gets a shot at the champ. He trains. He, you know, meets the girl. He's doing all this. He's getting ready. He doubts himself. But then, you know, he's got the big fight. Well, imagine if Rocky ended before the big fight and like, you know, he, he has this heart to heart conversation with Adrian. Like, I can't do it. I'm a bum. And then that's it. The movie ends. You'd be like, wait a minute. Like, that's that's how the movie ends. Really? That's it. That's the kind of the way it felt like had the Islanders not made the playoffs. And now that they have, again, we can breathe and relax. And I'll be honest, 
we're going to talk, we're going to talk on Sunday and have a, another uh, proper Islanders anxiety episode then. And we'll talk all about, we don't even know who they're going to play. So like they could be either the Bruins or the Hurricanes. So yeah. we'll have to hash it out then. But they're going to play. They're going to play. And whoever it is, I'm just, I feel like I'm in like, I'm sure I, I reserve the right to change this stance at any point, but like, oh, yeah. I feel like I'm in total gravy mode at this point. Like they made it. If they lose in five in four games or five games or or they go on a run another run to the conference finals, whatever happens, it's the final. It, like they made it to the final act of the movie. You know, they didn't. It didn't just stop after two acts and then it's like, okay, you're gone now. Wait, what? Um, so now we can see where it goes, and it might still very well be disappointing. We might they might get their asses handed to them. We have no idea, but you know, at least it'll have an ending. And you can look back and be like, okay, this was a completed story that we can go back and look at because, uh, yeah, this this very insane, absolutely psychotic team has a few stories still left in it, shockingly. (laughs) And we'll be here to watch them, uh, thanks in large part to, again, an insane cast of characters, some of whom don't even play for this team. It's, it's, yeah, I know. We'll have to go back and and do a full (sighs) list. Um, Yeah. Uh, I I think that that you're, that, that is something a lot of people are thinking about tonight is mm. because of what the Islanders have just put us through. Mm. Like, playoffs going to be the easy part. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, you don't know. Mm. You don't really know that right. the torture that comes with watching hockey until you've watched your team blow a third period lead to the Vancouver Canucks and <laughs> Anthony Beauvillier's return game. Like, if mm. you can get through that. Mm. And then get through the next game, which they lost to the Canadians in overtime. Season over. Mm. Uh, if you can get through that, then maybe we can get through this playoff run uh, in one piece. Yeah. And Man. it makes me a little confident. I know the cliche is like, "Oh, this team's been playing playoff hockey for yeah. for weeks, so that makes them dangerous." And I think there's some credence to that. And uh, the, the Islanders. My friend had a funny line where he said the Islanders set the record with their 45th must-win game of the season tonight. <laughs> that sounds low, but... <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but that's... I mean, it's how it's been. And, and I, it, it's just... We've just white-knuckled our way through six months. Mm. Like, the playoffs can last two, two to eight weeks. Uh, Islander fans have just white knuckled through six months Man. and put up with the usual bullshit. I remember a specific tweet about Bo Horvat going to the Islanders. Imagine being Bo Horvat going to the, the mm. you know, all you want to do is play meaningful hockey and you go to the Islanders. Mm. A couple meaningful games coming up for Bo Horvat um, next week. But, you know, we put up with all this nonsense. Mm. Uh, and had they squandered this opportunity you know the the naysayers would get the last laugh like you were saying and now they don't the islanders get into the playoffs against the odds nobody's happy except for us (laughs) what they took a spot away from Sidney crosby Mm. and don't forget everybody's favorite the buffalo sabers who were eliminated two days ago (sighs) man it's it's just a shame that they 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 couldn't make it to the playoffs this year instead of the Islanders those those lucky <laughs> Sabers or or at least the Senators or yeah there was um there were some times where like you 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 just felt like the 
the world was was laughing at the Islanders for for trying to win. Mm, right. Um, you know, like it was bizarre, and yeah, like we get it, we get it, like mm. we got the last laugh somehow, and. I was really appreciative that the Islanders never sent out a playoff ticket email until afterwards. Um, Because like you and I have said a hundred times, if you've been around this team and for more than however long Kevin Kurtz has been around, (laughs) you know that there's until they officially get that X next to their name, nobody's counting chickens. And now we get to count the chickens. And I appreciate that the Islanders waited until afterwards to, to do that because I couldn't even I just I couldn't picture them in the playoffs until it actually happened. I like would if I started to think about Zach Parisi making the playoffs as an Islander, I would shake my head and be like, Don't think about it yet because mm-hmm. it's not there and you don't wanna you know you don't wanna deal with that emotional baggage if he doesn't get there and, and now that he has, I can embrace it and finally think about this guy chasing pucks. In game two of a playoff series for the Islanders, and now that he has, maybe somebody outside of us will mention the fact that this guy is 38, has never won a cup, and is now going to play in a playoff series for the team that his dad played for and won their first playoff series 47 or 48 years ago. Like nobody has, nobody talks about. It. They're like, oh wow, Zach Priestley, 21 goals. Well, how about that? Okay, moving on. Like yeah. the significance of Zach Parisi having those goals and playing in this play and getting a playoff series with this team is enormous. It's, it's enormous. Insane. But For the general manager who drafted him. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like, I know this is, this is going to sound insane, but I mean, it's, it's almost 1130. Like if you're Zach Parisi's mom, like this has got to be crazy. Like, this is your son playing for your husband's, your late husband's team. And I mean, there's, they're probably just like, I'm, I'm ready to start crying. Like I just, it's just the name JP Parisi means so much to the Islanders. And now his son is finally, finally, it was, you know, it was finally cool that he played for them, but now getting to play in a playoff series with him. I mean, could you, if I, I I'm just going to put this out there and I know I'm, I'm tempting fate by saying this, but could you imagine if Zach Parisi scores an overtime game winning goal for the Islanders in the playoffs? Like. I'm going to be a basket case. I won't even, I don't even want to, I'm just, now I'm getting to the stage you were at. Like, I don't even want to think about it. Well, you can though, because we made it. And that's what, that's what it is. Like we made it. Like, so now you can start thinking about those things. Um, But like, that would be be playing with Casey Zizekas and and Brock Nelson and Cal Clutterbuck, who we wrote off. Right. I mean, the Islanders have been written off by everybody, (laughs) including us. Oh, absolutely. So many times this season. (laughs) And that's why I'm really like, Mm. I, I feel like I've, I've kind of just, yeah, you know, I'm all over the place tonight because I I can't really wrap my mind around the fact that they got in, right? Uh, despite that, and uh, there wasn't ever, any time this season where I felt confident that this team was was going to make it to the playoffs, no matter what how how far I stuck my chest chest out after you know a win <laughs> over the Devils or whatever. Um, oh, we got to mention mm. uh, the night that the Islanders lost to the Capitals, that the Leafs beat the Panthers in overtime and John Tavares ah. scores the game winning goal. Yes. Yeah. Uh I, I went on NHL radio, I think the next yeah, the next day and you know, I was despondent and I told uh the host, I was like, Yeah, I'm still gonna boom. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I'm still gonna yeah. boom. And he's like, Of course you are. 
mm. as you should. Um, and then we just moved on. But uh, yeah, there was there was like you know the 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 Islanders, like I said, the Islanders season savior list grew mm. grew by a bunch this 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 week, and it ended up getting filled with players that you just never even heard of, like Buddy Robinson. <laughs> kind of just never thought about. You knew him, but you thought never thought about him. I know I know we played Peter Mrazek when he was on the Carolina Hurricanes in that playoff right. series, but like he's then kind of gone into the hockey abyss for in terms of Islanders. Yeah. And then John Tavares like mm-hmm. ends up scoring a huge goal for the Islanders. Maybe his biggest goal against the Florida Panthers for the Islanders ever. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, let's not get crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. But uh, like he, he at least has a chance to seriously alter the Islanders' yeah. season this year because that goal could be the difference between the Islanders playing the Bruins and Hurricanes and however it shakes out. But that like that kind of just ties into the whole theme, I think, that I'm trying to get across in this show is dealing with that as an, an emotion as well. Like, thank, thank you, John, for that still hate your guts but Mm. yeah thank you for doing that for us and like you got now i gotta wrestle with that emotion and then i bring that into the next day with with the blackhawks and and then this game where it was just an absolute roller coaster of, of stress uh and now here talking to you where we're talking about the team in the playoffs which yeah i did not think was coming but jesus yeah, well, it's gonna be a good Thursday, like you said. We can kick back, wait. relax. Um, if, don't have like like the yeah. island. The, the, this is, I know we're getting late here. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's not just the Islanders too. Like we've had, it's been a full time job. Like with the scoreboard yeah. watching. Yeah, like I don't have to watch a f-ing Penguins game till October now. <laughs> it's true. I know we got one more left with the Panthers and Hurricanes. Yeah, I know that, but it's one game. I'm not. Right. I'm not gonna be. Flipping around, being like, okay, the Sabres are losing to the Devils. Oh, if the Devils, if the Devils beat this team, that means yeah. that the last game is going to matter for the Hurricanes or whatever. I'm not going to be doing this mental gymnastics anymore. It's so much simpler. Yeah. The Islanders made things so complicated this season just to make it simple, which is yeah. now they're in the playoffs, and it's you mano a mano against some other team. And if you win four out of seven, you advance. And if you lose four games before uh, – if you lose four games first, you're out. Finally, there's some simplicity to the season. Yes, agree. We don't have to. We don't have to sweat where the, the you know who the senators are playing that night, or or you know what kind of uh, yeah who's, who can jump over who and whatnot, and 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 games games played. We don't have to worry about games played anymore. Oh, the games in hand. Oh, the Islanders aren't going to make the playoffs. Look at look at Buffalo's games in hand. Yeah. Okay. That 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 did a lot of good for them. But uh, yeah. So uh, but yeah. So Thursday, you know, sit back, enjoy that. That Panthers uh, Hurricanes game. Long story short, if the Panthers win, then the Islanders will play the Bruins, and if the Hurricanes win, then uh, they will play the Hurricanes. So it's really up to the Hurricanes who they want to play. Do they want to play the Panthers or do they want to play the Islanders? Uh, I don't know. Considering how their last game against the Islanders went, they might want to play the Islanders. But uh, <laughs> you know, what, I don't know. There's, it's not going to be easy whether the Islanders play the Bruins or the Panthers. And uh, I'm a little bit upset that uh, they're not going to be playing the Devils. But what are you going to do? That's the Rangers' problem now. Um, we thank you for joining us. This has been a very strange week of emergency podcasts. Uh, you know, uh, again, we're going to be back on Sunday for our, our regularly scheduled Islanders Anxiety. We are recording 
a Patreon-only mailbag episode tomorrow night. Uh, so if you have not left us a question, you can do that at patreon.com slash islandersanxiety. you got to be a country club tier member to ask and to listen to the podcast. So make sure you sign up. Then ask us a great question. The mood has changed. The, the post went up on Monday. So the mood has changed several times amongst the, uh, the people who have asked questions uh, over the last couple of days for obvious reasons. But we got a, we got a lot of great ones. And I can't wait to get to it. But uh, that's tomorrow night. So if you want to hear it and you want to ask a question, get over to patreon.com slash islandersanxiety. Sign up for the country club tier and ask away. Uh, read Lighthouse Hockey every single day, obviously. VintageIceHockey.com. Use the code 4CUPS and you can get a free pint glass. Uh, coffee mug or Islanders Anxiety Puck when you spend $50 or more. Try and wine the Pinot Project. And uh, that's about it. Uh, final thoughts before we sign off on this? I mean, we've, we've had a lot of thoughts so far. We're kind of emptying the tank, but anything else? Uh, just excited. Mm-hmm. I'm, which is nice. It's a change of pace to be excited rather than stressed, right. I guess. Like uh, legit excited. Like this yes. is going to be good. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Other than that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy and grateful that people listen to us and, and that stuff. And uh, for those who subscribed and even thought about subscribing to the Patreon, hmm. I'm grateful for that. And um, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, the, the next few days will be nice, just nice to kick back and, hmm. and think about the good times of the season that got us here and, and then go from there. But um, however few those may have been, but yeah. yeah. and. Uh, that's really it, man. Uh, I I feel like we've uh, you know I'm a little delirious, so I hope hopefully a lot of times when after we're done, I I walk away from the computer and hmm. think I have no idea what I just said. Um, and this <laughs> one is this one is especially so because uh, I I'm still I still feel like half of me is at UBS Arena right now. <laughs> well, we appreciate your your efforts there tonight as well as the other uh, sixteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine people that were there. Great job. Uh, you, you did you did well. You served <laughs> the Islanders well. And now uh, you've uh, earned a well, well-earned well rest, I will say. So where can everybody find you on Twitter? The, the Big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at The Big Lebowski. Read his work and listen to his work at Action Network. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll be back on Sunday night slash Monday. And uh, we'll see who the Islanders are going to play in the playoffs. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.